Next on BYU Sports Nation, finding a path to 2018 BYU football success. How many roads are left for the Cougars in that expedition? BYU basketball is on the hunt for their own success. Is it too early to be concerned about the Cougs' three-point shooting? Star forward Yoli Childs will join us in studio to discuss that and what lies ahead after another Cougar winner. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your host. Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, November 14th, wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Hickory Husker team manager Jason Shepard. I don't know if you're aware of this, Spencer, uh, but from the rim to the floor, 10 feet. Just like it's the same dimensions back home at Hickory. Are you Ollie's backup? Uh, I am Ollie's, yes, backup. I don't know what that says about me, but actually I know exactly what that says about me. Assistant to the team manager? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Dwight Schrute yes. of the Hickory team. I bring up the Hickory Huskers based on a tweet from one of our <laughs> beloved BYU Sports Nation friends, at 5 Pound Trout on Twitter. His name is Sang Kim, representing Yuba City, California. He <laughs> sent out a picture of Jimmy Chitwood, the star from Hoosiers, the classic basketball movie. My, in my opinion, the greatest sports movie ever. I know that's up for debate by a lot of people. Oh, but it's certainly in the top three, yeah. for, for sure. Great movie. Jimmy Chitwood is the star that hits the game-winning shot. Spoiler alert. And Connor Harding apparently is BYU's Jimmy Chitwood. The doppelganger is back in BYU basketball. Yeah, he really does look like Jimmy Chitwood. And let's be honest, if you're going to be compared to anybody, being compared to Jimmy Chitwood is not bad. I'll make it. Love that. Love that movie. Love that line, that character. And Connor Harding had a few makes of his own last night. More on that in just a bit. Here's today's show lineup. Yoli Childs, BYU star forward, joins us in 15 minutes. We'll ask him, is it too early to be concerned about the BYU three-point shooting? I put that out on the social media stratosphere last night, and that kind of blew up. Mark Lyons, BYU football radio analyst for 35 years, Jason. Or is it 30, 38? 38 years. Yes, 38 Excuse years. Me. Correction, 38 years. Is back with us in about a half an hour. How has the BYU offense changed over the past four weeks? We'll get his opinion on that. Shall we do the headlines? Let us. Okay. BYU basketball beat up on Northwestern State last night. 25-point win, 82-57. Yoli Childs, another double-double, 18 points, 15 rebounds. And the aforementioned Connor Harding had 11 points, including these three. Baxter out front, right wing Harding. Harding 25 feet away on the right, jabbing and taking a three from there and scores it. Connor Harding knocks it down. Jimmy Chitwood delivers. BYU will host Oral Roberts tomorrow at 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Listen on BYU Radio. BYU football hosting New Mexico State this Saturday on senior night. BYU one win away from being bowl eligible, but head coach Kalani Sataki said they're focused on getting the win, not on bowl possibilities. Well, all we care, all we care about is winning this game and keeping it focused on the one week at a time mentality. You know, the uh, obviously our guys know what what's going into it, but we only talk about uh, beating New Mexico State. We're not talking about anything else. 
BYU TV coverage beginning at 9 p.m. Eastern with countdown to kickoff. BYU radio coverage starts immediately following basketball postgame. Ask Brian Logan if players are discussing potential bowl possibilities. <laughs> Let's not be naive. It's happening. The staff is one thing. Players are another. Women's basketball hosted 23rd-ranked Cal yesterday. Lost 70-52. to Paisley Johnson led the Cougars on 5 of 10 shooting with 14.7 rebounds and earned a game-high four steals. Men's golf is ranked number nine yeah. in NCAA Top 25. This is the first top 10 appearance for the Cougars this season. Also, Peter Quest individually ranked fourth. Once again, if you're not following BYU men's golf, they lost an all-timer in Patrick Fishburne, a guy who I think will play on the PGA Tour. Major concern about what they would do to bounce back. Uh, I'll call this a successful bounce back season thus far all rise and shout it's time for what's trending you're talking about it and so are we it's what's trending on byu sports nation there's more than one road to success jason byu football began the season and took two huge steps in the right direction on a path to success by winning at arizona and at wisconsin now there are two hopefully three, there will be three, games remaining in the 2018 season. So that path is getting a little bit more sketchy or a little bit more rugged as they get towards the top on that path to success. So my question for you is what needs to happen in the final two, three, games for this to be a successful season for BYU football? Yeah, let's just get this right out of the way. There will be three games. Okay. Okay, it's going to be three games. Okay. Look, here's the the thing when we talk about success. I don't want to get, like, overly deep here. But there's, there's not one all-encompassing definition and, and one way to determine success. There are varying degrees of success. You can have success, but you can be more successful. So with that in mind, a successful season will simply be going to a bowl game. That is success. After last year, that was one of their goals, was to get back to bowl eligibility. They will do that Saturday night. That in itself is successful. Getting the sixth win and returning to the postseason without question makes this successful. Now, the season can be more successful depending on what happens, say, with the Utah game or the bowl game itself. But after last season, a bowl game is a tangible way to determine success. The subjectivity of this topic is beautiful, isn't it? Because everybody absolutely has their own definition yes, of yes. success when it comes to their favorite football team, specifically to the BYU football Cougars. Some of you say success is defined by beating Utah. Nothing more, nothing less. It has become that after seven consecutive losses to the Utes. Then there are people like you, Jason, that say, get to a bowl game. Success coming off of a 4-9 and nine season. I can't say I disagree with that all that much. Others say, no, 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 no. You got to go back to what BYU did for so long. Double digit wins, bowl game, finish ranked in the top 25. That and only that defines success. I love the myriad of options. For me, I'm going to bring you back to the difference between progress and success. Those are not the same things, right? <laughs> BYU no, two different words. progressed by winning last week against UMass. Thus, getting to five wins, one more than last season. So the technicality there is, hey, (laughs) success because they progressed. For me, BYU needs to finish with a winning record, Jason. I know getting to a bowl game would be great, but the last thing I want to see is six and seven. I don't want to see two consecutive years of a losing record. Even though BYU gets to a bowl game and they make progress, 
I can't call the season a success if they finish with a losing record. It just goes against everything that no, is inside of me. No, I, I completely understand that logic. It makes total sense to me. But I th- also think every team, every season has its own set of circumstances that you're dealing with. So every season, you cannot have a blanket success for every team every year. It can't be the same for one team one year and then the next year the same for that team because it's it's two different groups it's two different set of circumstances but i completely understand 6 and 7 would be difficult but for me getting to a bowl game is successful now you can certainly be more successful depending on how the rest of the year plays yeah, out i see the progress but i just can't call a losing record a success 25 seniors will be honored. They'll be playing their final game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium Saturday night. Guys like Tanner Mangum, Squally Canada, Corbin Kafusi, Sione Takitaki, and Butch Powd, just to name a few. These are players who have definitely left their mark on the BYU football program. So, Spencer, which seniors have made the greatest impact on the BYU football program? That's easy for me, Jason. I'm going to pick one on both sides of the ball. Let's start BYU's offense. It's Tanner Mangum, clearly. Let's not get lost in recency bias. That is one really hard thing for me to grasp within the world of sports. It's always, well, what have you done for me lately? Tanner Mangum produced not one, but two of the most iconic moments in the modern era of BYU football. In back-to-back weeks. (laughs) He'd been home from his mission like a month. The backstory there is unbelievable. Hey, and arguably the greatest two-week span of any BYU football player in history. I got to go back and look at what Ty Detmer did the week before Miami and the week after Miami, because I, I know that was a remarkable yeah. run. But the way that those games finished, two Hail Marys in back-to-back weeks, less than three or four months off of your mission, that, that is crazy, iconic moments that we will never forget. We were all riding high. That was amazing. The euphoria after those two weeks was the highest it's been in independence. Yeah. Oh, without question. The highest it's been in independence. And people say, no, 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 no. Well, well Taysom Hill had BYU at 4-0. and That was a high. But the trampoline effect <laughs> off of two Hail Marys, you go from zero to 100 yeah. just like that. That was amazing. Also, Jason, he beat... Arizona and Wisconsin on the road in the first year of Jeff Grimes' offensive coordinator duties. Tanner played under three different offensive coordinators. He has given everything to BYU football. Good grief. That's an easy one for me. It's Tanner Mangum. And then on the defensive side of the ball, love Corbin Kafusi. Not only for what he's done for BYU football, but the impact he had on BYU basketball. And I know we're talking about football, but man, a dual sport athlete, Gonzaga's worst nightmare, (laughs) undefeated in the kennel. What, do you, what can you say? Corbin's probably going to play in the NFL with his brother. Great stuff. Yeah, I, I went with one on each side of the football as well, and, and I agree with you on, on Tanner. You used the word iconic moments. I actually used the word legendary. Yeah. I mean, just legendary moments during his freshman season. I also think one of the, reason, one of the ways that he has kind of left his mark is, is just the way he's handled the setbacks he's dealt with, whether it's injuries, whether it's you know, being benched for Taysom, being benched for Zach. The way this guy has handled it has been 100% class. Plus, the other thing, Big picture, more, you know, like real-life type stuff. Taking a stand and being public about the struggle with anxiety. Being able to do that and, and come out and talking about that, that helps people. 
that that stuff lasts with people. So I, I agree with you on on Tanner. On the defensive side, I'm going with Sione Takitaki. Sione's on-the-field performance was immediate. From the time that he returned to the field, he was a difference maker, regardless of the position that he's played. He was also an example of a guy making the most of getting another opportunity, getting another chance. And he's talked about how much he appreciated the opportunity to be able to come back from some mistakes and how he didn't want to waste that. that that's a lesson that teammates, fans, everybody can learn from. So that's why I go with Sione. Not just the on-the-field stuff for either Sione or Tanner. It, it's bigger picture for both of those guys, too. Man, you look at the 25 seniors playing their final game, impactful dudes all yeah, over absolutely. the place. And I wish we had time to talk about all of them. I know. Because we could. And all of them have unique individual accomplishments, whether they be on the field that fans remember or off. Just a fantastic class of seniors this year. All right, Jason, we move on now to BYU basketball and do so with our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. After last night's 25-point win over Northwestern State, BYU moved to 2-1. and one. But it's hard not to start paying attention or resume paying attention to what BYU is doing from the three-point line. The Cougars are ranked 301st in the nation in three-point field goal percentage. Well below what they anticipated and what we anticipated. Jason, is it too early to be concerned about BYU basketball three-point shooting? The quick answer is yes. It's too early to be super concerned about it. I mean, if it's still a problem... That's not what fans do. If it's still a problem heading into WCC play, that may be a different story. Here's why I'm I'm not overly concerned. It's because I don't expect it to continue. Mainly because I know the types of shooters that are on this team. These guys are too good to have this be the norm. And there's plenty of time for it to kind of work itself out. Last year, the team shot 35% from beyond the arc. This year's team, in my opinion, has better shooters than last year. So it will get better. It will get better. And again, if it, if it doesn't say in another 10 games, th- then you probably start to get concerned. I just don't expect it to get to that point. Yeah, at what point does the trend overtake everyone and it just becomes this huge glaring fact? For some people, they're already there. But again, it is very early. It's early. BYU shot poorly from the three-point line in wins against Utah Valley and Northwestern State. That should tell you something about what they're doing in the paint. And they have dominated in the paint. Also, their defense has been pretty good. Outside of a few-minute stretch at Nevada, BYU's defense has been up to the task. So let's not overlook that. While the three-point shooting hasn't been there, they've been able to... Make amends in several different categories. I like that. I like the grittiness of this team. Listen, TJ Haas is going to shoot a bunch more. He's going to make a bunch more threes. Zach Selyus is actually shooting the three pretty well. Yeah. He's uh, the bright spot right now in that category for the Cougars. And Yoli Childs is going to throw up a bunch, and he's going to make a bunch. It's going to happen. Okay, so <laughs> through three games, let's not knee-jerk react. I know. I know. It's going against everything that every fan has inside. No! crazy man three games in it's three games it's three games in it will be fine it's three games now i'm not going to say that the coaches and the players aren't paying attention to it they are aware they are absolutely aware specifically dalton nixon who i asked about or i asked him about rather the three-point problems last night i think we need to shoot the ball better from three you know we struggled to start games uh to shoot the ball but i i, I think that we'll pick it up so. does that mean more dalton nixon threes uh, if, it, if, if that's what it means, i got to make them. Here's the comfort in what Dalton said. Okay? One, he recognizes it. But two, 
he didn't seem to shy away from it. it. He didn't seem nervous about it. It's just, oh, let's shoot him. They, they got it going. BYU can take some better shots, as pointed out by their head coach, Dave Rose. It's so, not going to keep this team from taking the shots. I don't they feel know. like that they are at a panic, no, in no. panic mode right now. No. <laughs> if they keep getting the looks, they're going to continue to take the shots. The I, shots will fall. Yeah, it a, will happen. I had a few people tweeted me, oh, man, BYU's going to have a tough time getting to 20 wins. They might not even make the NIT. Whoa. Easy. Whoa. Easy. Whoa. Calm down. Long season. And by saying things like that, you've challenged them. So bring it on, baby. <laughs> bring it on. Our question of the day, back to BYU football. What has to happen in the final two or three games for this to be a successful season for BYU football? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At YFangirl underscore JB. For 98% of other BYU fans, it will always be beat Utah. For me, it's get to a bowl game with a first-time coordinator, new offense, freshman quarterback, and very young offense in general. A bowl game would be a success. Yes, absolutely. I agree. Look, I'm And then you can get the more game. successful depending on what happens after that. I'm all for going to a bowl game. But I just can't say, yeah, six and seven, success. Progress, yes. You got to win the bowl. You got to finish with a winning record. For me, Why are help. you assuming they're going to lose the bowl game? I'm not. I'm not at all saying win that game. Seven and six, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. Hashtag BYU and Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Coming up, how has the BYU offense changed in the past four weeks with new quarterback Zach Wilson? Mark Lyons will tell us coming up. But first, the man who scored 18 points grabbed 14 rebounds. It felt like he did it in about 10 minutes. He topped that performance next in Studio B. He's up for the <laughs> challenge. Yoli Childs joins us. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU basketball back at the Marriott Center tomorrow night hosting Oral Roberts. You can watch the game on BYU TV. Listen on BYU Radio both at 9 Eastern. Radio pregame will start at 8 Eastern. Live in Studio B, this is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jason Shepard. You can listen to BYUSN On Demand. Downloading the BYU Sports Nation podcast or watch the show at BYUSN.com and experience the show whenever, wherever, and however you want. Our question of the day. Jason, I always read the question of the day. Remind the people. Ah, what needs to happen in the final two or three, and let's be honest, it will be three games, for this to be a successful season for BYU football? You say if it is three games, it's already a success, right? Well, it's, it's, yes, it is success. Doesn't mean that it's the ultimate success. Right, right. But it is absolutely a success to be bowl eligible, without question. Okay, at BYU underscore game day on Twitter, without question. No subjectivity. Right? No. <laughs> you can't argue that going to a bowl game after a 4 9 season is not successful. Oh. Look at BYU's wins and losses, and it tells the story. BYU's wins last season were over teams with a combined 10 and 39 record. Ugh. This year, BYU has. A 27-25 and 25 overall record against teams they've beaten. And every team BYU has lost to is already bowl eligible, as opposed to last year where BYU lost two games to teams who ended with losing records. It's already a success. Ooh. Love the logic. Okay. Hashtag BYUSN, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Joining us now in Studio B is BYU star you're power forward Yoli Childs. I confess, I made a mistake. I said 18 points, 14 rebounds last night, Yoli. You had 15, which uh, 
tied a career high as season high. Thank you, Kyle Chilton, who is also in Studio B, to correct such erroneous, uh, inexplicable verbal statements. <laughs> I apologize, Yoli, for shorting you one rebound during the tease. I'll, I'll forgive you this one time. <laughs> <laughs> again. You also pointed out we need a new basketball on the set Ew, because this is beat up, right? That's crusty. <laughs> <laughs> that's bad. Perhaps the great Kyle Chilton can help us with that, too. <laughs> or you, Yoli. Feel free to bring Studio B yeah, a, you, a new basketball. Yeah, I got it. All right. Now to the less important questions, right, Jason? Yes, exactly. Um, like this. You beat Northwestern State by 25 points last night. Coach Rose was not too happy at halftime. He was upset with 10 turnovers. The threes weren't going down. Um, what was the halftime speech like that helped you guys turn it around early in the second half? Uh, you know, he was just telling us to be more focused, to be more disciplined, and uh, to take care of every possession. You know, I, I think it's been amazing uh, the way he's handled the team, uh, the way the entire coaching staff has handled the team. And it seems like everything's about us. Not, nothing's about the team we're playing. We go over the scouting report. We know what they're going to do. But at the end of the day, it's about us. We're focused about us and how we can get better every day. So really impressed with uh, how they've handled everything. Speaking of really impressed, and, and Spitzer and I were talking about it in the last segment, talking about the, the overall defense of the team. Pretty impressed with how you guys have started the season. How do you guys feel you're doing defensively through the first three games? We've been pretty good, but obviously we can do better. We've had a couple lapses where, where teams have gone on runs and a four-minute stretch and those type of things, and we want to be a team that can play defense for 40 minutes and play up to our potential for 40 minutes. So I think that's where we're headed, and we definitely have a defensive mentality. We just played a soundbite from Dalton Nixon last night bringing up the three-point concerns. I asked him, what's the number one concern for your team right now moving forward? And he said, we got to shoot the three better. How much of a concern is it for your team to up that percentage? Um, it's obviously something we want to do. We're not shooting the ball great from three, uh, but we're not concerned about it. You know, we're three games in. It's a small sample size, and uh, dudes have shot the ball great all summer, uh, all preseason. So uh, they're going to fall. We're going to keep shooting them, and uh, we're definitely going to go up from here. You guys are in the midst of six straight home games. Not not only is it great to be able to be at home and be able to go and sleep in your own beds and that kind of stuff, but this would seem like a really good opportunity in non-conference to really get things going, work out some of the kinks where, wherever they may be, but just get into a nice rhythm as you get closer to conference play. Yeah, for sure. It's always fun to play at home. Uh, there, there's nowhere like the Marriott Center. You know, you go out on the road, even to a place like Nevada, which is it's awesome. It's a great environment, but it's not the Marriott Center. You know, we have amazing fans. Our student section is unbelievable, and it's just a, it's a super fun place to play. Yoli Childs with us in Studio B, part of BYU Sports Nation, fresh off a 25-point win over Northwestern State. What do you think is the greatest challenge that lies ahead for BYU basketball this season? I'll just continue to focus on ourselves. You know, uh, Everybody goes into the season with expectations. Everyone goes into seasons with expectations for themselves personally. And a lot of times uh, what you're expecting to happen for yourself doesn't happen. And are you going to stick with the mentality of, what can I do for this team? What can I do to make the team better? Uh, I think that's the biggest challenge, and I think we're a very mature group. We have a lot of guys that really only care about winning. You know, that, That's the focus on this team, and if we can keep that mentality, then we'll be great. What were your own personal expectations for you? Yeah, you know, uh, my, my biggest thing was to be a great teammate this year. You know, uh, to, not, to not get down on myself when, I, when I'm shooting bad or when I'm not playing as well as I, I feel like I should be. Uh, to continue to stay positive and lead out and uh, and be there for my guys. And I feel like I've done that, so uh, I just want to continue to do that and, and help this team be great.
of the young guys that you're now playing with because, believe it or not, you're one of the veterans. This team is finally a little bit older. I know, it's, it's weird, right? Of the young guys, uh, right now, through the three regular season games, who has stood out to you with their performance on the floor? All, all three of the freshmen have been great. You know, I've been very impressed with them. I think uh, to start their freshman years, the three of them are, are better than I was as a freshman. Uh, Gavin's been unbelievable on the offensive glass. Uh, he, he knows his role. He's playing hard. Connor's been unbelievable. Uh, he's just a workhorse. And then when Colby gets in there, he's very efficient, and uh, he's done really well with his minutes. So all three of those freshmen have been great. Yeah, we, I want to add, I will ask this, the Jimmy Chitwood question okay. about Connor Harding. <laughs> okay, so a screenshot was sent out side-by-side side of Connor being compared to Jimmy Chitwood from Hoosiers. Um, have, have you seen... Those characters, is that worthy of doppelganger status? I'm not going to lie. I don't even know who that is. Sorry. <laughs> BYU fans, don't go at me. I apologize. No, 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 no it's a, okay. I don't know. We all so learn and grow. You've not seen Hoosiers? No. Oh, okay. All right. You have homework. <laughs> Yoli. It will oh, change, actually, I have it will change your Long life. Time, Long time ago. I'm not going to lie. I remember I didn't love it. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yoli. When they were, went in and measured the the free throw line or whatever. I was like, guys, it's just a basketball court. Chill out. It's not that serious. Just just go play. Okay. Okay, you know what? This this begs the question. Okay, so most people would consider that the greatest basketball sports movie, maybe greatest sports movie. If it's not, do you have – Do you have – Coach Carter. Coach Carter. Unbelievable. Samuel L. Jackson. Yes. Killed it. (laughs) (laughs) What's that that app that edits movies? Uh, Oh, uh – VidAngel? Yeah, yeah VidAngel. Yeah. BYU people watch on VidAngel. Clean flicks? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> any of those. But it's a great movie. <laughs> Coach Carter. Uh, unbelievable. Just just do me a favor. Watch. You can type into YouTube, Jimmy Chitwood, final shot. Okay? I got you. And, and can tell me he <laughs> doesn't time. look a little bit like Connor Hart. I'll let you guys know next time. I, I'm, by the way, I'm sensing an immediate poll question on this between Hoosiers and, and Coach, Coach Carter. Carter. Better basketball movie. Yeah. Right. You know what? No matter how the poll ends up, I'm, I'm sticking with my answer. Greatest sports movie ever. Well, we've got some uh, younger producers in studio chiming in our yeah. saying Coach Carter. Yeah. That are in agreement. You're not alone in this, Beautiful. Let's throw yeah. it out there. <laughs> Yoli, I heard a fantastic story about you from uh, your AAU coach tim davis um about your appearance in the i think it was the ball is life all american game and he's like dude he's so competitive and it's what makes him great but he he it's an all-star game you're supposed to be having fun it's at the beach or whatever but you were about ball man oh for sure and not everybody was um what is it about that and that situation that drove you crazy and just made you not worry about the beach and the fun and all that just you want a ball I don't know. When when you go play basketball, you should go try to win. It's as simple as that, you know. Uh, I always say I don't care if I'm playing my grandma. She's getting dunked on. You know? <laughs> she has to. She has to. You know, I'm, when, I go out, when I go out to play basketball, I'm not playing to lose. I'm not playing to, to just mess around. I'm playing to win games. So uh, I think that should be the mentality for everybody, especially in a situation like that. Even though it's an all-star game, it's, it's a lot of guys that want to play in the NBA. We're playing out there, so. I think if your mentality is to, to be the best player you can be, you should go play hard and, and try to win every game you play. I love it so much. That's awesome. Sorry, Grandma. I'm sorry. <laughs> About to posterize you. Yoli Childs <laughs> dunking on grandmas. <laughs> love it. Love it. Yoli, great to have you with us in Studio B. Um, you signed already, and your signature is still the highest. the highest. I don't think it's ever going to be beat. 
that was calculated. So congratulations on still being the reigning champion of having the highest signature on the Sailor Coog flag. And we appreciate you joining us during a busy week for you guys. Yeah, it's all good. Appreciate you guys having me on. I'm calling my shot. Let's give you some karma. You're yeah. gonna ma- you will make a three pointer this week. Let's hope. It's going to happen. We got to. No, it's going to happen. It. I appreciate you that. You will do that this week. All right. We'll go, what do you think, eight for eight next game? Uh, Sure. If you want the karma. Why not ten for ten? Ten for ten? Ten for ten. Let's do it. <laughs> Get double digits. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? I love it. I love the ambition. It's great. Really, great to have you in Studio B, man. Appreciate it, guys. Coming up, what does Mark Lyons expect Saturday from BYU's offense? Plus, big deal, no deal, Jason. BYU beating New Mexico State and becoming bowl eligible at 6-5. and five. But does it guarantee the Cougars are going to get into a bowl game? I don't know, man. It does. This is BYU Sports Nation. Listen to Behind the Mic tonight at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio. Get better acquainted with Cougars past and present as Greg Rubel hosts a weekly hour of in-depth conversation. You got a treat tonight, every week, but certainly tonight, Greg's guest, Dave Rose, a full hour with the coach. That's Behind the Mic with Greg Rubel tonight, 8 Eastern on BYU Radio. Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation, and revisit today's headlines. Men's basketball beat Northwestern State last night, an 82-57 victory. Yoli Childs just joined us, said, look, it's way too early to panic about three-point shooting. We're going to keep shooting, and they're going to drop in. He had another double-double, leading the Cougars with 18 points, tying a season high with 15 rebounds. Connor Harding chipped in, double figures with 11 points, including this trifecta. Baxter out front, right wing Harding. Harding 25 feet away on the right. Jabbing and taking a three from there and scores it. Connor Harding knocks it down. BYU will host Oral Roberts tomorrow, 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. BYU football hosting New Mexico State Saturday night on senior night. BYU won, went away from bowl eligibility. Head coach Kalani Sataki said the team's focused on the win, not bowl possibilities. Well, all we care, all we care about is winning this game and keeping it focused on the one week at a time mentality. You know, the uh, obviously our guys know what what's going into it, but we only talk about uh, beating New Mexico State. We're not talking about anything else. BYU TV coverage begins at 9 p.m. Eastern with countdown to kickoff. BYU radio coverage starts immediately following basketball postgame. We are very much discussing all of the bowl possibilities <laughs> on Monday. In fact, we talked about five. <laughs> BYU women's basketball fell to number 23, Cal, 70-52, to despite Paisley Johnson shooting 5 of 10 and leading the Cougars with 14.7 rebounds and a game-high four steals. Men's golf ranked ninth in the NCAA Top 25. This is the first Top 10 appearance for the Cougars this season. Peter Quest individually ranked fourth. Our next guest has watched every BYU quarterback since Jim McMahon from the broadcast booth. How about that? and commentated on their celebrations, their failures, mostly successes. His name is Mark Lyons, and he, too, was a former BYU quarterback. Mark, it's nice to have you back in Studio B. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, let's talk it up. You know, one of my brothers, yeah, my brothers. <laughs> Mark's, Mark has a lot of great attributes, and it's, it's interesting that the headline leading into this interview was a golf headline. Mark has the ability, regardless of what anybody is talking about, to use a golf analogy to discuss it. It doesn't matter what. Am I wrong, Mark? I think I, I, think I can apply it to just about everything. This is uh, my last home game to broadcast. 
I'm looking forward to being on the senior tour. See, there you go. <laughs> what I tell you? What I tell you? Stop by the 19th hole and get a root beer, Mark. Yeah, okay. okay? <laughs> All right. Uh, let's talk about the BYU football season. We're 10 games in. BYU's 5-5. Five and five. They're a heavy favorite against New Mexico State. Expected to win and get to that always important six-win mark to get bowl eligible. Um, how, in terms of just the timing of the season, how has it felt for you in year number 38, already in week number or game number 11? They fly by, you know, they just fly by. And, and Greg made me quit doing it, but uh, after the third game, I said, man, the fourth of the season is over. And, you know, then it goes from three to six in such a hurry. I mean, four to, And then you're halfway through already, and, yeah, you're getting down to the final two regular season games. Uh, yeah, it's... Well, it's always a challenge. It's always difficult. But then for this to be the last time to be a a known part of BYU football, yeah, it makes it more challenging. Is there a moment at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, whether it's your your playing career, your you know almost four decade broadcast career? Is there a moment at Lavelle Edwards Stadium that really stands out to you? You're going to make me all wimpy, and I'm going to cry here. But uh, the first time I ran out onto the field at uh, Lavelle Edwards against New Mexico, man alive. It was just, it's still in my mind. It's just so uh, so vivid, uh, all the things, going into the huddle with all of those teammates. Oh, man, uh, it was just such a big deal. And, and we ended up scoring on that drive. Uh, uh, the quarterback actually scored on that drive. And so, uh, man, I remember that uh, so vividly. There have been so many remarkable things that have taken place, of course, that uh, are always big and important. But for me to have been lucky enough to have been here at BYU and have a chance to be on the field, man, it was great. And then it was just as hard the last time I was on the field. Next uh, Thanksgiving will be uh, 49 years ago. (laughs) And that was a hard one, too, to say it's done. Senior Mm. day is a tough day. Yeah, and the BYU football players, in fact, 25 of them approached that very scenario this Saturday night against New Mexico State. What advice would you give to them as they go into their final game? Boy, you know, all all year long in that senior year, you just have to enjoy the day. Uh, You have to be ready every game day, and you have to be able to – you know, just step up to the plate. And that final season, you know, you just have to be able to say at the end of the year, boy, it was a blast. I gave it everything I had. My teammates are awesome. I just love every one of these guys. And that's what uh, you hope that comes out of that. Because uh, so I've been really fortunate in that uh, uh, five of my teammates and roommates, we get together every year still to go to a football game. And uh, so they all come to, it was Seattle, it was the Washington game this year. And fortunately for me, they're coming again this next weekend to uh, kind of say, Lions, your last game in the booth, that's cool. And so uh, the association that we have with those players, uh, man, it just lasts forever. I wanted to ask you specifically about the offense. I know, shocker, we're going to talk about BYU offense at BYU. Yeah. It seems like nobody ever talks about the offense, right? Since Zach Wilson took over as quarterback, statistically, the offensive numbers are are not crazy different. They're very comparable. Even though, how has your opinion of the offense changed? Well, I do think that there's, uh, when they're performing, uh, there's a spark. Yeah, they have that. Uh, I felt as though it was all turned around in the Hawaii game. 
uh, everything. And, and it was new practice week. Uh, new defense was put in. A new offense was put in. Uh, Zach Wilson's now the quarterback. All of those changes, I think, gave BYU a lift that week. And for some reason, man, it's the attitude on game day that just is crazy that NIU game wasn't there. It just wasn't there the same. And uh, uh, so I think the perspective of game day isn't sold to that offensive group yet. Somehow they've got to know this is what we worked all week for. This is why we're here. And you've got to get pumped up and play the game. Tanner Mangum is in a very unique situation. He started the season. He had road wins against Arizona and Wisconsin. Finally got that Power 5 win monkey off of his yeah. back in a major way. Had BYU ranked in the top 20 um, at 3-1 and one after a win against McNeese State. And now he watches the emergence of Zach Wilson put him back into the number 2 spot. It's going to be his senior night, an emotional, uh, very, very tricky situation for him. What does Tanner Mangum mean to BYU football? Well, I think that uh, he he stepped up at a time that he was needed and performed at his very best. And uh, so he's got to feel good about the contribution he made in the times when he was able to perform and play well. And this season's no different. He's recovered from injuries that were severe. He's uh, had challenges of, you know, his uh, psyche, I guess, in uh, going in week to week. And, man, he is just so... Such a great guy. Each time he's interviewed, he wants to help Zach. And and he's not just saying it. You see him at practice talking to everybody. You see him on the sidelines talking to those guys and trying to lift them. And his direction, I think, is extremely important. And uh, he's a valuable part of it even yet, even though he's not on the field. And I, I, I don't know if he anticipated this was going to happen this year, but he's handled it really well. Mark, and it's a hard thing. It's yeah, a hard absolutely. thing. Absolutely. question. Uh, I know that you want the seniors to enjoy every last moment of their final home yeah. game. How can you kind of uh, turn that advice towards yourself <laughs> and enjoying the final home broadcast? Well, I'm already overwhelmed. Man, people have been so nice. It's almost like being able to attend your own funeral. Uh, <laughs> they, they just say nice things, and uh, they've been so complimentary. Even the, some of the uh, opposing broadcasters were aware of it, and uh, when we would talk to them in the booth, they'd say, hey, you're hanging it up. Man, I, I uh, got to shake Johnny Unitas's hand, and uh, Desmond Howard called me. Uh, twice. You and Desmond are tight. Yeah, I have his name on my speed dial, but it's not his real number or something. I don't know. It doesn't go through. <laughs> he only calls me. Yeah, that, like, uh, don't talk to me when I'm with my friends, you know? Uh, Keith Jackson, though, uh, BYU played USC at the Coliseum, and uh, he, we were talking, and uh, he was, it was his last year. He says, yeah, I'm, I'm turning it over to you, young bucks. That's not exactly. <laughs> Greg would be so much better at Keith Jackson. But, uh, yeah, he's turning it over to you, young bucks. And that was long enough ago that now I'm in that same phase of I'm turning it over to the young bucks. And yeah. so uh, uh, it'll be uh, – it's, it's fun to be a part of BYU football. That's the whole reason that I'm, I've stayed alive this long was to keep doing this. And uh, – I don't know. I'll probably remember that night that I get to walk out at halftime, and it's going to be fun. It'll be similar to that senior day, and it'll be embedded in my mind, and I'll probably remember it because I don't have as long to remember it. It's going to happen pretty soon. <laughs> it won't be 50 years. <laughs> well, Mark, I, 
I know I speak collectively for BYU Sports Nation uh, when we say thank you for yeah. 38 incredible years of broadcast Man, service. I just uh, am so grateful to have had a chance to be part of it. And, uh, you know, uh, so I, I'm overwhelmed. It's been great. Uh, what a run. Golly, I, I, we're going to have to wear a break, right? <laughs> <laughs> But I've been to so many stadiums and seen so many games and so many fabulous experiences. It's just been great. Man. It's a pleasure uh, to work with you, Mark. Absolutely. One of the highlights of my career is working Thank with you, you so on much. Saturdays. Thank you. Um, have you signed, did you sign the new flag? Um, I'll look and see. I don't think so. Okay. No, I don't see it We've on there. We one million percent need your autograph All before right. you leave the studio. Anywhere today. you'd like to sign. All right. So, Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. You hey. guys do great work. Thank yeah. you so much. Appreciate it. The great Mark Lyons with us on BYU Sports Nation approaching his final home broadcast after almost four decades of being the color commentator for BYU football on the radio. Wow. I know. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be able to work with him on Saturdays without question. Coming up, Jimmer can't play defense. Uh, we beg to differ. Who said that, Jason? Not me. I know Seth Davis thinks he can play in the NBA. And double digits times three. Wait, What? What does that even mean? And is it a big deal or no deal? See, now you're wondering what the heck I'm talking about. And that's what we call a tease. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Check out BYU Sports Nation right now with Kiki Solano. She's got the latest deets in Cougar Sports with a social media twist. You can watch it on the BYU Sports Nation Facebook, IGTV, Twitter, and YouTube accounts. I love it when you say deets. I know. I feel so old <laughs> when I say deets. Really, I do. <laughs> it's one of those things that if my 14-year-old daughter, Brooke, saw me saying deets, I would never hear the end of it. Well, we should make her aware of this then. <laughs> Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with our question of the day. What needs to happen in the final two or three games for this to be a successful season for BYU football? At air underscore Rick 515 answers on Instagram. Beat Utah. Come on. Nothing more matters than that. What did I tell you? Uh, look. What did I tell you? I know. It's, it's, it's out there. It's out there. Join the conversation whenever on social media using the hashtag BYUSN. It's time to play Big Deal, No Deal. Big deal. No deal. Presented by Delta Airlines, who bought me a suit because they lost my bag on the trip to Boston. <laughs> a story for another day. Aww. Delta Airlines, keep climbing. Number one. Big deal or bigger deal. That's my bad on the mic there, by the oh, way. Yeah, Big deal or bigger deal. Beating New Mexico or becoming bowl eligible. Ooh. Well, aren't they one and the same? Well, is it more It's a big – no, well, you, you can't get bowl eligible if you don't beat <laughs> – Yes, I know they're intertwined. Yes, so, okay. This I is will, off of Kalani's comments. Yes, I know. I will say a bigger deal to go – to be bowl eligible because that already means you, you won the game, which you're going to win. It's bigger, bigger deal. It's a bigger deal. Becoming bowl eligible off of a 4-9 and nine season is yes. the biggest deal. Yeah, you got to beat New Mexico State to do it, but it, the fact that – BYU can be bowl eligible is more on the minds of BYU fans than New Mexico State. The team's different, whatever. Coaches can think about New Mexico State. All fans are thinking six win, six win, six win, get to a bowl game. Let's find out where it is. It, that's the bigger deal. Number two. Big deal, no deal. 
BYU hoops having three players averaging double digits scoring in Ooh. Yoli, TJ, and Jashir. See, now the tease is making sense. Yes, it does. Um, yeah, it's a big deal. Absolutely, it's a big deal. And who knows? Maybe by the time that maybe as the season goes on, you'll have more than three. Wow. Averaging double figures in a game? Well, it's only 10 points. That's yes. not outlandish. I know, but Yoli Childs is going to score 20, and TJ Haas is capable of foregoing to the 20 mark at any, on any given night. And then Jashir, we saw what he could do against Nevada. He scored 17. So I don't think it's crazy to think there could be a fourth player average at least is 10 Is BYU points. Gonzaga? Because Gonzaga had four. I think at one point they had five players averaging double figures. I, I, don't, I don't think it's crazy that you could have somebody coming off the bench average 10 points. Uh, I, Even if you're rounding up from like 9.6. It's a good sign, but right now it's no deal for me because we're three games into the season. So let's just hold off Such on that. Such a downer. Let's hold off on that. You use the same logic to say don't worry about three-point shooting because they're three games into the season. But yeah, don't hey, three double figures, don't three games is a big deal. It's a big deal when it's a positive thing. <laughs> Are you okay? questioning my logic? My bad. If we not establish this. My bad. This? Number three. I think what Jason's saying was three guys averaging eight or seven points a game, even he could get out there and score ten. <laughs> Is that what you're saying, Is that Jason? why it's a big deal, Jason? No. <laughs> okay. Last no. one. Big deal, no deal. Jimmer Fredette leading the Chinese Basketball Association in stills. What? Defense? Y- yes. A big deal. What's everybody's first great shooter, but great shooter, but yeah, he can score, but the guy is leading the league in steals. Last time I checked, that was a defensive metric. Yeah. Yes. Granted, it's the CBA. So what's the Chinese Basketball Association steal exchange rate? We talked about the points exchange rate to the NBA. When Jimmer went for 75, I think we settled on like somewhere between 35 and 40 points. On the exchange rate. So what do you, what do you think? 3.8 steals per game in the Chinese Basketball Association. Probably like 1.5 in, uh, in the NBA. You're averaging almost two steals a game in the <laughs> NBA? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's a big deal. Yeah, I'll give it to you, man. If, if, if Jimmer averaged one steal per game in the NBA, it would be a big deal because he'd be playing consistent minutes the way, in the NBA. By the way, Seth Davis has never waned in his support for Jimmer being an NBA player, and I love it. College guys love their college stars. <laughs> <laughs> it, they'll go down fighting the good fight to the very end. <laughs> oh, boy. Coming up, what makes this season a successful one? And can it change in the final two games for BYU football? Plus, more from the voice of the nation. As always, our elite voice of the day. And why every single one of you, if you can make it on Saturday night, should be at senior night for BYU football. This is BYU Sports Nation. Big Deal, No Deal. Presented by... Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. Shout out to today's guests, Yoli Childs and Mark Lyons. If you missed any of the show, and it was a dandy, it was fun. Download the podcast, go to BYOSN.com to watch full episodes. Dennis Pitta, we love you. (laughs) It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. Beat Northwestern State last night, 82-57. Yoli Childs with another double-double, leading the Cougars with 18 points and 15 rebounds. Cougars hosting Oral Roberts tomorrow on BYU TV and BYU Radio at 9 Eastern. Football. Host New Mexico State this Saturday on Senior Night. BYU one win away from bowl eligibility. Coverage begins on BYU TV at 9 Eastern with Countdown to kickoff. On the radio side, 
It starts at 8 Eastern, featuring the likes of Jason Shepard. Also, we have post-game coverage on both BYU TV and BYU Radio. Women's basketball. Falls to number 23, Cal, 70-52. Paisley Johnson, 5 of 10. She led BYU with 14 points, 7 rebounds, and earned a game-high 4 steals. Golf. Ranked number nine in the NCAA men's top 25. This is the first top 10 appearance for BYU this season. Peter Quest is ranked fourth in the country individually. Jimmer. Fredette scored 33 points, had four steals in a 99-96 loss last night to Shangdong. Jimmer is leading the... <laughs> did I say it right? <laughs> I need to ask my seven-year-old. He's the one that speaks yeah, Chinese. That is, that's true. Shandong, maybe? I don't okay, know. I don't know. Jimmer is leading the Chinese Basketball Association in steals. Take that with 3.8 per game. Softball. BYU Women's Softball released their 2019 schedule yesterday. The defending West Coast Conference champions will open their season February 7th in Puerto Vallarta. Rough life in Mexico. Today's rise and shout is a precursor to all fans who will attend the BYU game against New Mexico State on Saturday night. If you're going and you will be there, then you deserve the rise and shout. Okay, I'm going to put some people on blast. And I hope this gets put out on social media, okay? Oh, calling your shot here? Yeah. We need to fill the stands at BYU. And BYU fans can't control this. There are a number of things on the line. I know it's going to be cold, and it's going to be late, and it's hard. Get there. Get to the stadium. 25 seniors, including Tanner Mangum, who all of you at one point had on a pedestal. And he was the savior of BYU football, beating Nebraska and Boise State back-to-back Hail Mary weeks. The list of 25 seniors is amazing. The Roar of Cougar student section, get there. You need to be there. I can't, I can't stand by and say nothing about 40,000 fans in the stadium on a senior night. That's pathetic. Let's do better. Let's be better. If you can be there and you have an option and a choice, get there. And you deserve the rise and shout. Well said. Our question of the day. What needs to happen in the final two or three games for this to be a successful season for BYU football? Our elite voice of the day, Jason, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, celebrating 50 years, if you will. Ah, at the Brintar 14. Successful season compared to last year equals beat New Mexico State and win bowl game. Successful season in general equals win out, beat the Utes. Hashtag BYUSN. I would love all of those. Yes. Conversation continuing 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For Jason, I am Spencer. Shout out to Mark Lyons. Yes. Get to the game on Saturday night. Do it. Go Cougs.